and welcome to another cool episode of the Foodie Flashback, the podcast where we talk about food and food-related memories with really interesting guests. And this time around, um, I, I don't even know how to introduce you. You're basically on all podcasts in the world. Like you and Jeff <laughs> Gamet are basically doing every podcast in the world. Now you're doing yeah. this one as, okay, as well. So can add one very very chatty people (laughs) i think that's really what it comes well that's that's one way of saying it or you're just very very interesting i would like to think it's (laughs) that it's because i'm terribly interesting but i'm i'm not entirely convinced that's the case (laughs) yeah anyway um yeah you're i mean caligamont you like i think as i said everybody like at least in the tech tech or comparable or like some 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 side areas Like, everybody knows you, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, particularly, like, Apple podcasting folks, um, Mm -hmm. because I've been there a really long time. So Very long time. That helps. Like, I do remember you from the the early, like, Tua talk cast times. Tua talk cast. Yeah. Yeah, It's been a a good time over there. (laughs) I think... I think I talked to Mike about that, that it's still it's still around or something like that. Like at least Yeah, the, I think the, you can still I think it's still a featured show on the front page mm-hmm. of like talkshoe.com or something. Yeah. Like it's like spotlight podcast or something and the two talkcast is there, which hasn't had an episode in five years. Or I don't know how many hundreds yeah. of years now. And even <laughs> then there was one because we were like, we should bring this back. Like, let's mm-hmm. dust off all the equipment and see if it all works. <laughs> and then we did that for a couple of hours and we just kind of gave up. <laughs> that was it. So, yeah, yeah, it's always fun. It's been a lot of fun. It, yeah. it, it is. Um, but, I mean, we talked a little bit in the, in the pre-show about that as well. Um, you're like, I mean, you're doing a lot of tech shows. You're doing some, I would say, not particularly tech shows, but like tech adjacent shows, maybe, on the yeah. comparable especially. Yeah, um, the the incomparable ones are fun, particularly uh, I've done a couple of game show episodes, Ooh. so those are always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, what we like to call uh, feuding families, mm-hmm. the legally distinct version of another show that may sound familiar <laughs> to you, um, where you get asked questions. So uh, the incomparable is a membership powered mm-hmm. network of podcasts. And so member one of the things you get to do as members is surveys will go out occasionally like answer these questions about star trek or answer these questions about star wars and it'll be a whole bunch of questions but the whole point is not to get it accurately and if you don't know anything about star wars or star trek or james bond or whatever like that's a good like you are especially encouraged Mm -hmm. to fill out the survey so you know like five things you would find on an imperial starship you know or whatever and so things like that that and then uh, we make a podcast out of that. Um, there's one that I'm not on, but I know a lot of people really love, mm-hmm. which is Total Party Kill. And it's a D&D podcast. So people play D&D yeah. as this live stream <laughs> thing that you can get access to, which is super fun. Um, and there's a couple other ones like Low Definition is one that's a lot of like define this word or um, the one I still remember. It's been years since we played it. But the one I remember was uh, Cheese or polearm i think it was and you had to decide <laughs> if the thing if the word was a variety of cheese or some sort of weaponry and okay. it was delightful and like oh. i don't put any of those together i just get to like show up and and sort of entertain everyone mm-hmm. else with my assessment of the answer um but those are always a really really good time i admire the amount of of 
prep work that has to go into something oh, yeah. like that. But <laughs> those are the, I do enjoy those. And then mm-hmm. occasionally I'll be on something else talking about um, like a new TV show or a movie or something mm-hmm. that came out recently. And I have my own show over there, uh, plug plug called, I want my MCU TV where we talk about the latest uh, Marvel universe television yeah, program. So really good. we're up to our eyeballs in Loki right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Yes, you should be. Yeah, and now you can add now you can add the food like a food podcast to your yeah. like, to your list as well. So that's yeah. why you're here. Um, I usually like to ask at the beginning, um, like the mm-hmm. two the two most important questions: What is your definition of a foodie, and do you consider mm-hmm. yourself one? Uh, so I live in a town where food is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. I live in Portland, Oregon, and we take food seriously, very seriously. Um, like, however seriously you take it where you live, we take it more seriously than that. Like, for being Portland, which is all, like, weird and cutesy exactly. and fun and, like, kind of has this reputation, like, aside from, like, none of that matters when it comes to to food. <laughs> so, um, so I feel like, no, I'm not because I know what kind of level, like, I know what level everyone else is at out mm-hmm. there in Portland. Okay. So I would say I am not. But I would say the definition is... Um, Uh, someone who's enthusiastic about it like if you're Mm -hmm. it's like being a fan like being a fan of star wars or a fan of harry potter or a fan of of um you know anything else or something that you sort of um take on as a hobby like something that you're very enthusiastic about that you enjoy whether it's cooking or whether it's trying new things Mm -hmm. and like learning more about other cultures and like cultures through their food. Like if you like any of those particular pieces of it, like there's a a lot of ways to sort of be enthusiastic about food and about eating. And so I would say like, that's sort of the definition is like, if it, if Mm -hmm. it's more to you than just sustenance, then um, it's entirely possible you're a foodie. I say I am not because, like I said, like it's a whole nother level here in Portland. So, <laughs> so, um, so. I enjoy going and enjoying the fruits of other, uh, the fruits mm-hmm. of other foodies' labors. Okay, because we have a lot of amazing restaurants here, and like that's a thing. I actually I do have a friend who I do think of as a, a very high level foodie. Hi, Charles. Mm-hmm. And um, that basically used to be the thing that we would do is we would go find mm-hmm. a place like this place is new or that chef has a pop-up this thing or um there's uh you know a new restaurant has opened in the place where that one was that we mm-hmm. used to like to go so let's see what the new place is like and things like that and so we would just go like a couple times a week we would go out and and have something fun somewhere and new and it was a lot of fun and we haven't had a lot of that lately so um (laughs) we're trying to get back to that Mm -hmm. um so by portland standards it'll be fun by portland standards you're not a foodie if you if you like left portland out and said like just i would based on your definition okay (laughs) yeah because because i enjoy it and i'm curious about uh like the culture Mm -hmm. and that goes into it and that sort of thing you know, um, like how a thing, you know, things like how um, like every culture has some sort of noodle mm-hmm. that they make. And I, mm-hmm. like I'm fascinated by things like that. Um, I use I like good eats a lot. And what I liked about it was when they would have the the cultural anthropologist mm-hmm. on and talk about like the evolution of like, like we all know tacos taste great, but here's like how they came to be, you know, and things like that. And so like that piece of it is the part that I just thought was interesting. So. <laughs> I'm just kind of all around nerdy that way. Like mm-hmm. the 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 other piece of it is a part I think is fun. So <laughs> is that is that Charles that you mentioned by the way, uh, Charles Akimoto? Charles Akimoto, Ta- yes. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, I follow him on, on Instagram. <laughs> and I get, I to, get to see all the food. So, yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. I'm party to some of that. So. Mm, okay. not in, I mean, not anymore, but like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has before. Been, yeah. I mean, like, right like now. <laughs> we would, they would bring, they would bring food to the table and set it all on the table. And we'd be silent for about, 30 to 60 seconds of like, mm -hmm. let me see if I can get a shot. Okay. Okay. I've got a picture <laughs> now, Charles, did you get a picture? Okay. Okay. Oh no. The light from over there is weird. Give me your phone. Okay. Okay. I got it. Here you go. Now we can eat. Like there's always like this little pause mm -hmm. when, when something would come out and it was always funny. So. Okay. Funny thing. I'm, I'm the opposite. I always forget to take the photos. Like it's rare. <laughs> like usually you get it. Like yeah, you get it maybe halfway through it or at the end, like the the empty plate. Oh yeah, <laughs> I definitely have some aftermath mm -hmm. photos as well yeah. because sometimes because we have gone and been like that looks amazing, mm -hmm. you know, or been like super duper hungry and like mm -hmm. really looking forward to whatever it was, and then end up like oh well yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's not. a bite missing, but here you go. Here's a mm -hmm. picture. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that so many times. <laughs> Or yeah. completely forgotten. So there's that. Um, I, I want to start at the very beginning with you. Like, what is the yeah. earliest, earliest memory you have, like food-wise? Like oh something, gosh. something um, you, you, like your grandma or your family cooked, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, my my grandparents, um, particularly on my dad's side. Uh, my grandmother and her sister were very close. They lived in the same place. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would see them regularly because they lived in the same city as my dad. And so I would see them a lot. And they were sort of old school, very much that generation of we do a lot of canning as a matter of course, mm -hmm. not like it's a special thing, but um, they grew up on farms, mm -hmm. like actual farming where, you know, um, all of the all of the women got up half an hour before the men made massive breakfasts, sent them all off out in the fields. And as soon as all the guys left, you know, got everything ready to make lunch and then got everything ready to make dinner and did mm -hmm. all the like canning and preserving and made all the jam and, you know, like, um, you know, every, like everything from scratch, very, mm -hmm. you know, the yeah, most basic traditional. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of my, one of my earliest food memories is more um food adjacent i guess because i was a pretty <laughs> active kid and i mm -hmm. it was very easy for me to uh cause a lot of mayhem for adults <laughs> no uh because everyone <laughs> i know i know that's surprising um people like it was like people would forget that i was only this tall mm -hmm. but i could reach things mm -hmm. and so um you know yeah apparently there was there was sort of a wave of destruction for a while before everybody <laughs> figured out like this is how tall she actually is let's everything <laughs> six inches higher mm -hmm. you know um which still happens to this day honestly and it's not <laughs> oh, fair okay. um but uh it was that my grandmother wanted to keep an eye on me mm -hmm. my great-grandmother and uh so she would sit me on this little stool in her kitchen and it was a very small kitchen, but she would sit me on this stool and I would read cookbooks to her. I was about three or four mm -hmm. and she would just open the cookbook to whatever <laughs> and and tell me that I was helping her. Mm -hmm. I realized I, I realized many years later when my dad was relating this story to someone else that I actually wasn't, <laughs> that there was no relation to what I was reading her and what she was making. Like she's making pie and mm -hmm. I'm reading her pot roast, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but she would just have this. She would like if I sat in the kitchen and read a book, she always mm -hmm. knew where I was and she always knew what I was doing. And I wasn't doing anything that was going <laughs> to end up causing her 
grief and heartache <laughs> later. So yeah, and she probably yeah, didn't so, need the recipe anyway. Like yeah, and she yeah she was not that person. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I have a, a cookbook. I have two of her cookbooks that she made nice. that are these little like mm-hmm. binder sort of and they say like mm-hmm. recipes on them and from like the late 60s yep. and she made uh one for each of her da- she had three daughters mm-hmm. uh and there's uh one daughter i don't have hers but i have my i have my grandmothers and i have my great aunts mm-hmm. um of the ones that my great grandmother made for them and so they're handwritten in sort mm-hmm. of that very old style very kind of tall spiky yeah. handwriting mm-hmm. and call for things like lard and you know, all kinds of like really interesting sorts mm-hmm. of ingredients. Uh, so I have a couple of her cookbooks with some That's stuff nice. in them that like, and like mint meat that mm-hmm. she made from scratch, you know, to make mint meat pie mm-hmm. and things like this. So um, I have those sort of like old school recipes. Yeah. I That's- think I've made almost all, like all of the ones that are sort of reasonable things to eat today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've made all of those at least once. Mm-hmm. So uh, on my like on my own, and I've used uh, like the barbecue sauce recipe a couple of times mm-hmm. and some different things. So, yeah, because they were very much a like make it all yourself kind of a yeah. kind of a thing. So that's that's probably one of my earliest is mm-hmm. uh, reading <laughs> reading recipes to my great grandmother because mm-hmm. I was helping her cook, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I I when I was doing that, I never put together that like what I was reading her had absolutely <laughs> no real no impact on what what it was that she was doing mm-hmm. i mean you were so. having fun and uh, as you said like you yeah. weren't doing anything else so. i was helping it was great yeah. you know yeah. i was doing all kinds of great stuff did, did you? um but mm-hmm. she also made she made a lot of pie and so mm-hmm. that's one thing that i definitely remember is specifically uh gooseberry pie because gooseberries mm. are native to oregon mm-hmm. and so i remember um i remember eating that uh, a, a lot as a kid, like the the pie that she would make, because she was also the one that was in charge of like having family reunions. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole lot of family in that area in Eastern Oregon. And so we would all get together. And, and uh, I remember eating a lot of pie that uh, my great grandmother made and that my grandmother and great aunt made. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the things that I remember <laughs> being a kid. Did, did you like later on when you were a little bit like bigger, did you start cooking with her really? Or like, was it always like, Keeping you out of trouble? No, like she would let me sort of, not quite sous chef, Mm -hmm. but uh, she would let me measure stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I need this, you know, she would point at the rest. She would actually lay the recipe out, the one she was using. And she would say, I need, I need the flour for this, Mm -hmm. or I need the sugar for this. And then I would go get it and come, you know, go over Mm -hmm. there and get it and come back. You know, here's the two cups in the two cup thing. And so she spent some, some time. Uh, teaching me about like the different measuring cups, like there's wet versus, you know, wet mm-hmm. ones and dry ones and how you don't measure them the same. And, and, um, and just some of the, the real, real basic stuff uh, that, that comes with cooking and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, follow the recipe a couple of times, but then like figure it out for yourself after yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a thing with raisins in it, you don't have to put the raisins in it. Like she was the <laughs> one that sort of taught me that's not, that recipes are not absolute, mm-hmm. I guess, which sort of, which is a thing that, yeah. that um, I think that's just sort of a general approach that has served me very well in yeah. a lot of ways, just in technology, it's the same sort of thing. It, it, a lot of times yeah. is it's just a guide, a, a guide and not <laughs> necessarily the law. <laughs> it's an idea. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Like you meet like in, in, in uh, the podcast, we've had like people on that are very scientific where it's like, okay, it's the recipe and you follow it to the letter. And if it says, 
-hmm. like it's 50 grams and it's exactly 50 grams and not 51 or 49 like it's exactly 50 and then there are people like you and me were like well it's a guidance like if it's 52 (laughs) i got the butter like i got there's yeah, butter like exactly. that's that's the part that mattered right mm-hmm, yeah exactly well i know like with with certain things when there when there's a little more exact science involved mm-hmm. like there's times you have to be a little more precise about yeah. it you know Baking if you're making especially. pastry stuff mm-hmm. yeah if you're making if you're making pastry shells or something mm-hmm. like this needs to be cold and that needs to be warm and yeah. you have to do it this way and you know and it does have to be a little more precise because there's not as much wiggle room but yeah you know if you're just making a cake Mm-hmm. Or you're making some biscuits or something and you throw a little flour on the counter and it's not exactly two cups. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. So, but it was sort of learning, like being able to understand like what was happening in the recipe mm-hmm. to know, like, yeah, I have to, you know, I do have to follow this because there does have to be exactly 50 grams. Mm-hmm. But then also like, um, you know, if it has raisins and you, you morally oppose them in food, like I do, um, you can just skip that and it's probably okay. Yeah, it's fine. And like figuring <laughs> out the difference between mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Also figuring out substitutions. Like if you didn't have something, I mean, it's, I'm guessing, especially on the farm, like it wasn't like there was like there was no Walmart you could go to at, at least not <laughs> not as easily yeah. at least to to like buy whatever you wanted nowadays. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. as is nowadays. So you had to kind of be creative as well and say, okay, like I want to make mm-hmm. this, but I don't have that. So what what can I do? Like what I don't know what what yeah. fruits are available right now. Yeah, and that's, that's where the canning came from mm-hmm. too was because everything was basically 100% seasonal mm-hmm. at that point like if you wanted strawberries and it wasn't June or July yeah. you were out of luck unless maybe you canned some or you made some jam mm-hmm. or something last year and you could uh, yeah like um, my grandmother my great grandmother didn't have one that I remember because she was sort of living in an apartment building at that mm-hmm. point but in her own house and in my great aunt's house, uh, there was like the root sort of the, the fruit cellar mm-hmm. where um, where I've canned everything and now it yep. lives down here on a shelf. And mm-hmm. so I know like the fruits over on the left and the veggies, the vegetable stuff's over on the right. And like, you know, Don't sauce and minced meat and things <laughs> like that. Like that's on the back wall. And so mm-hmm. like here's, you know, if you need if you needed something like, oh, we're out of peaches, go downstairs, get another jar of peaches, come upstairs mm-hmm. and move on with your life. Like, but that was the only way that they could, that they could do that sort of in the off season for a lot of mm-hmm. that stuff. So, and that was just a habit that continued until they passed. Yeah. So. I mean, that's, it, it is interesting that I think that's something that got lost a little bit, at least. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. happening. I mean, my, my mom is still doing it, for example, but I think it's like getting less and less from generation to generation. Like, it is. Um, and I think part of what's sort of disappointing about that is that um, it's not like I had built it up into some sort of high powered operation mm-hmm. and uh, like in my mind, but it's just because everybody got together, but half of why everybody got together was the social piece of it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really have anything to do with it being complicated or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if you're going to do that, like if you're going to get into canning, then doing a little bit more so that you have some, and this other person mm-hmm. and this other person, like, you know, adding a little, like adding to it to scale, like is a very easy Mm. thing to do. So, um, you know, they used to get together. So in my mind, when I was a kid and they would all get together and, and, you know, do the canning Mm -hmm. for whatever it was, um, it always seemed like a very, a very big deal. And Mm -hmm. it, it actually isn't, uh, as I discovered, because we moved into a house where we have a massive backyard and Mm -hmm. I have this whole area where I can plant things. So a couple of years, 
um, I had the the farmer Kelly hashtag over on Instagram where I would plant <laughs> stuff. And so I made like, and I planted like two or three cucumber plants because I was like, well, I don't know if they're going to all work. And then mm-hmm. they all took off and they were all <laughs> super happy to keep making cucumbers. I was like, I don't have it. I don't know what to do with all mm-hmm. these. And so my friend came over and was like, my mom and I made pickles all the time. And mm-hmm. so I can help. And so came over, we made pickles. They were amazing. It was really not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Like the, the only like complicated piece was uh, putting the, once you had the jar uh, all put together and you mm-hmm. closed it up, you had to put it in the boiling water to seal yeah. the top and then take it out again. That was like the hardest part. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was very easy. And so, yeah. Uh, and we had a blast doing that. And uh, very easy. And the pickles were great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very easy, but also I think a little bit boring. And so, like, I mean, that's at least something I remember. I remember doing that with my grandma. Like, uh, yep. it's like green beans and like, I don't know, cherries yeah. and stuff. Like, I, I always thought like cleaning it all and preparing it all was very boring because it's a repetitive yeah. class and you're doing that for hours and hours. So, having people mm-hmm. with you there that can help you with it and, and make gossip. it gossip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes it work. And yeah. I think that's that's I probably think, a big part of I, it. I mean, I think that was the rest of it was mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, also like another opportunity to get together, mm-hmm. but also sort of have something to show for that time. Yeah. And not just like, you know, now I've got the scoop on everybody. But mm-hmm. also, like yeah. I also came home with all these pickles or all these green beans or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then having that later, like, you know, every time I opened one of those, it was sort of a nice memory of that, that weekend that my friend and I got together and like, can the crap out of all those cucumbers yeah. and like you know every time i opened a new jar i was like oh yeah we did these you know <laughs> i did that like i grew them all in the yard mm-hmm. like right over there mm-hmm. and brought them all in the house and now yeah. and you know it's that same sort of thing that you hear like uh the worst tomato off the plant that you grew tastes better than the best tomato from the store kind of a it thing does. like it, it, it was the does. same sort of deal like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely does yeah yeah, and I, I think it's, uh, I just remembered something. A friend of mine, like she's like, her family's Mexican. They mm-hmm. spent 12 hours making tamales with like um, oh. six, seven like women together. Mm-hmm. They gossip, they drink, like it's a Saturday for them. They have oh, fun. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like it's mm-hmm. th- making tamales, not very interesting. It just takes forever. It's a lot, especially if you're doing it at volume. Um, yeah. But like, they just have yeah, fun. I've been party to the, I, I have mm-hmm. been a person at a tamale party and mm-hmm. like, wow, wow, that's really something. It yeah. is. It is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're done, you have all those delicious tamales. Mm-hmm. That, like yeah. that's just sort of a bonus. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I got, a, I yeah. got a couple of the, the ones she made and like, they're really good. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, like you started cooking as you said, or like helping a little bit with your great grandma how, yeah. how did that evolve? Like, did you start cooking like with your family as well at home, or was it more like who was cooking at at, at home? <laughs> well, it depends. Um, like, uh, my 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 parents split up when I was a kid, when I was very young. Mm-hmm. So my mom was a single mom for a while, and so we, uh, you know, and. And so there was a, a whole stretch of sort of, you know, ramen and SpaghettiOs and things like that. And, you know, we and we would like we would we would eat and stuff. But mm-hmm. my mom was working and then would come home and and yeah. my brother and I were still really young. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we could, you know, sit home and she could go do whatever it was she needed, mm-hmm. you know, like 
lots of shopping or lots of planning or anything like that. Like she was a lot, she always had something else going on. So yeah. I mean, um, mom. yeah. So like, I don't remember, I don't remember a whole lot of that, but then I remember mm-hmm. when my mom got remarried, um, uh, my, my stepdad would sort of tease us and uh, about like how we didn't have very educated palates basically. Mm-hmm. And so he tried a couple times to make us stuff. And then, so like he tried mac and cheese from scratch, but okay. then um, uh, it really went badly. Oh, no. And oh, so it, it was horrifying. Uh, like all the cheese separated and stuck to the bottom of the pan. And oh, so yeah. like my brother and I are like, you know, and my mom now, of course, has put the fear of mom into us. And like, whatever mm-hmm. he makes, you will eat it and mm-hmm. you will like it and you will tell him it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And so this was all he had. Like, he didn't have a plan B and mm-hmm. the mac and cheese turned against him. So he comes <laughs> out and gives it to us. And it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> and we're like, we're like, that was good. Thank you for dinner. You know, because we're <laughs> little kid, you know, because like mm-hmm. what, you know, I'm not supposed to lie to people, but I also know. <laughs> my what my mom will do if i don't mm-hmm. tell him it was delicious because that's what she said to do mm-hmm. so i told her i told him it was delicious and on the way home we told her all about it <laughs> and and i told her that i told him it was good mm-hmm. and now i feel bad you know and then mm-hmm. like later he told my mom this was like his first sort of solo outing with the two of us and mm-hmm. he made this horrible 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 mac and cheese <laughs> and i remember he said he couldn't believe that we thought it was good. And so he was even more confused. He's like, I served them this awful mac and cheese and they told me it was great. And I didn't understand. It's like, I was really worried that they did, that they were being honest with me. And then I was like, even mm-hmm. more worried that mm-hmm. they thought that would pass for food. You know, basically. <laughs> okay. But he's always, but he was, he was always a person that would try something new mm-hmm. or, um, you know, as as stuff got really trendy and like everybody started serving some particular side dish mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, if we would go out to eat, he would order it and he would always try new things. And uh, that was sort of a thing that he kind of instilled in us was like, you know, you should really try everything once mm-hmm. just to just to see, because what if it's really good and you're you miss out, you know, mm-hmm. for all that time on something yeah. that you don't like. My mom's pile is pretty limited. Like mm-hmm. my mom uh, does not enjoy garlic. Um, Ooh, okay, which is which I don't get. <laughs> no. uh, she morally opposes uh, her steak having any pink in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like that's just sort of how she rolls, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but she will say things like, you know, we'll we'll get together, and uh, my husband, Mr. Kelly, he adores garlic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at one point, like we got together for something and we were making mashed potatoes. My mom said something like, don't put too much garlic in those mashed potatoes. And he looked at me and said, I understand all the words in that sentence, but I don't understand that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm adopted. Like, (laughs) you know, she doesn't, she doesn't enjoy garlic. It'll be okay. You know? And, and, uh, but so like, it was sort of odd in our house for, for my stepdad to be like, yeah, try everything. And, you know, (laughs) it doesn't you know it might be weird but it might be great you mm-hmm. know was sort of his attitude which is mm-hmm. the part that i've sort of adopted and and uh my mom does try some stuff like they go on on trips around the world mm-hmm. like they go to all different kinds of places and they take those like massive trips you know where they're gone for like a month and mm-hmm. they take a cruise that goes and stops in like five or six mm-hmm. different countries in europe or they go all over asia and come back mm-hmm. so they've done like a bunch of those and so she's tried she has tried more things and 
some more interesting things uh, over time. But like mm-hmm. when we were kids, it was it yeah. was it was a pretty limited <laughs> selection for the most part. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. nice to sort of get out in the world and try you know mm-hmm. new things and interesting things. And that's part of what I like about living here is getting mm-hmm. the opportunity to sample yeah. a lot of other kinds of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Also, a lot available in, in in Oregon in general. Um, yeah. <laughs> And you mentioned garlic. Yeah, living in rural Oregon, the, the mm-hmm. options are pretty limited anyway. Even mm-hmm. if you want to like, if you want to go out to dinner, like maybe there's a Mexican place. Uh, there might be another Mexican maybe. place, <laughs> and then there's a Chinese food place, mm-hmm. and those are your options. Like everywhere <laughs> I lived, like there was one Mexican place for sure, one Chinese place for sure, maybe something else, mm-hmm. maybe pizza. you know, and then sort of like your casual dining, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been because they weren't national then, but something like an Applebee's where mm-hmm. like it is a restaurant and, you know, but there's, there's a lot of them and, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily like we're going out for a special occasion, but we're mm-hmm. going to go have dinner, you know, that kind of place. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there would be like one or two of those and, you know, and that even wasn't where I lived. Like that'd be half an hour away if we were headed into town, you know, for something <laughs> we could go there and have, mm-hmm. have something to eat. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, also at that time, that wasn't wasn't too common. I mean, nowadays, like there are yeah. a million options and chains and like everything. Yeah, and it's like I mean, at that time, that just wasn't there yet. Like growing, yeah, but it not wasn't there. a thing people did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the palette was pretty limited too. Like you could mm-hmm. have you, know, you could have a hamburger, or cheeseburger, and that might be you know the bulk of your options <laughs> depending where you were. Uh, yeah, but all, there was always like a pretty good Mexican place that was pretty mm-hmm. legit. So I grew up eating a lot of legit Mexican food and nice. not like inter not like um, a white person had a taco once and decided to go start a taco restaurant. But like, you know, this is this is somebody mm-hmm. who like this was, you know, the people that make tamales like this mm-hmm. is my grandmother's recipe. And and now I'm using it and I make you nice. know, I make tacos here. I make Mexican food mm-hmm. you know, using my family's cookbook sort of thing and and have really good Mexican food. So yeah. we do a lot of that. <laughs> Uh, there's there's something I don't know who meant who told told me that there's nothing wrong with one clove of garlic that three clove cloves of garlic cannot make better. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and every time I do I do anything with garlic, I remember that I'm like, yeah, more is better in this case. <laughs> like just add more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you start. I mean, doesn't sound like yeah. No. Not much cooking. Did you cook with your stepdad? Because you mentioned that he was experimenting. Uh, only, not really. I just did a lot of encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, like that sounds good. Let's try that. That okay? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of just sort of like if we could. Yeah. You know, Why that's something I would try. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it sort of became a joke in our family. You know, like well, that depends. Like if it turns out like the mac and cheese, then no, you know, like we would, that was kind of always the punchline was like, oh, that depends. Are you better at making that than mm-hmm. you are at mac and cheese? <laughs> ha ha. You know? Yeah. So, I bet, um, he, I bet he really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried not to bring it up as, very often, but yeah. Um, and then uh, my, my dad was a pretty limited cook. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't, but it was always like we would spend time with him and and sometimes get to go out to eat mm-hmm. because it was just easier for him because he didn't have to cook for us. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could have whatever we wanted. And and so a lot of times, like if we were spending time with him, it'd be pretty low key. And mm-hmm. and so it'd be another like casual kind of place or like, let's go get happy meals because, you know, that's great when mm-hmm. you're like in grade school and, you know, there's a pre- there's a treat at the end. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. So, 
we would do that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really till much later that I sort of got to like try more stuff that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting and different, like on a larger scale. And part of that is just as it got more important to kind of society as a whole that like food tastes good and be mm-hmm. interesting and and be sort of something that you could sit and enjoy and like eating a meal could be an event like if you had nice food you know Mm -hmm. if you were eating something really nice like and then so yeah i like that sort of evolved over time as well but it Mm -hmm. also means makes i means i'm really not fussy like Mm -hmm. when we're done here and it's dinner time uh like i could go and i could have a really nice meal somewhere but i could also like go upstairs and i don't have any but like i could go upstairs and make a box of hamburger helper and be happy with that too (laughs) like i don't really have any sort of Mm -hmm. hang-ups about like that's not you know, about like being snobby about food because mm-hmm. I know there's a there, there's kind of a lot of people that do that you yeah. know and and I'm mm-hmm. super not that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you how did you get into that then? I mean, you had the basis from like your great grandma said your parents you know, didn't cook I, too much. Like, how did you get into it? Like, that's that's really curious. A lot of it is just because I sort of had that because I got that approach of like you should try it because it might be mm-hmm. good, and then. um Mostly it was just sort of moving, like moving to Portland, Mm -hmm. which is a larger place where you had more options. Like, you know, you, you could get Thai food here. And, you know, did Mm -hmm. you know that, that, uh, you know, Indonesian food is a different Mm -hmm. thing and like Indian food is a different thing. And there were a lot of different other, like there were, even before Portland was sort of known with this foodie reputation, Mm -hmm. Portland had a just by be by virtue of being a populated city it had a lot more options and a lot more restaurants and things that that you could try and a lot more things in the grocery store like in the the sort of foreign food section or mm-hmm. whatever you could always find something you could find something interesting there and like asian supermarkets which have been here way mm-hmm. longer than i've been here and uh, you know getting to go to the asian supermarket and walk down the aisle of of ramen and you know, find really interesting ramen flavors or find mm-hmm. instant noodle packets that are made with rice noodles instead of flour noodles. And mm-hmm. like, I like those better. So like, I always have, you know, three or four of those in a drawer mm-hmm. upstairs for like, I, I have to eat something and I don't know what, and <laughs> I don't really care what it is. I'll eat a 50 cent rice noodle packet <laughs> mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. You know, yeah. so, I mean, but, like but, those, those sorts of things were just sort of options that weren't available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where I lived, and then so when mm-hmm. I moved to where they were, like I started taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as you said, like with that, with that, uh, that mindset of okay, like looking for the interesting things and trying them at least once, that's the perfect approach. And like you move to a place where there are more options, and you try them all. You're not like okay, I don't know that, so I'm not going to try it. Yeah, maybe it's good. It might be yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, you don't know, and like you know if. If it's some sort of spectacular failure, you know, mm-hmm. you might get a good story out of it. It's true. Yeah. You know, that, like, <laughs> like the that mac and cheese story. Lasso, when they go to the Indian restaurant, that's mm-hmm. dear to my heart because that's the sort of experience that could go, that you know could go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, you know, but he went and tried it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's sort of the, I know that's not the takeaway most people got from that, but it was a thing that was very familiar to me. <laughs> me of too. like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been there. But I'm I'm still curious, like how like how did you really pick up cooking? Because I mean, one part is eating out, but I mean you also yeah. somehow got into cooking, and like where did you get? Well, that I do from? I do cook some, um, and but I do like particularly 
like in the summer and stuff is mm-hmm. pretty low key because like it's hot and I don't want to, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't want to turn the oven or anything. Yeah, exactly. uh, so like in the, in the summer, we do a lot of like grilling outside mm-hmm. and that tends to be Mr. Kelly's department. I don't know how he manages, but he makes the greatest steak mm-hmm. and like, just take it out on the barbecue. Do he does. I don't know what there's like salt and pepper, maybe some oil and then puts it on the grill and it's always amazing. And mm-hmm. I don't know how he manages that, but like I've had steaks in restaurants that didn't taste as good as ones <laughs> off my barbecue. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was yeah. sad about them too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, but, that's always like, that's, that's one thing. Like when I go to a restaurant, it has to be better than what I would have cooked. And yeah. if it's not, then I'm super disappointed. Yeah. Like, and yeah. And like, especially cause like, I don't, necessarily pride myself on my cooking skills mm-hmm. so if i go out and i'm like i could have made i could have made something at home mm-hmm. that would have been more enjoyable to eat than this like that feels sort of extra disappointing mm-hmm. aside from, yeah. aside from like it wasn't very good but like i myself could have done better and mm-hmm. i'm not necessarily renowned for my cooking skills um i do i do like baking mm-hmm. like i will make like cakes and cookies and and things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in my pie skills because okay. I'm not very good at crust. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just more, I think I'm intimidated by it. Sort of like bread. Like mm-hmm. I get in my head about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not exact, then, you know, everything's taken a terrible turn <laughs> and uh, I don't always. So sometimes I don't feel like I'm kind of up for that challenge, mm-hmm. but like I've made like lots of cakes and lots of pies and lots of side dish sorts of things mm-hmm. so. what's like what's one of your or like what what kind of cakes have you made or what what what, <laughs> what do you remember like making uh like i've uh upside down cake pineapple mm-hmm. upside down cake uh that's one that i make i make and i make more of that than i used to because that's mr kelly's favorite and mm-hmm. so i make those um because i have like sort of this sort of secret recipe that i use for mm-hmm. them and uh we went somewhere one time that had like individual dessert we like we went grocery shopping at a different grocery store or something and they had like individual desserts where you could buy like one piece of cake you know or or something like that Mm -hmm. and he bought this pineapple upside down cake this piece of pineapple upside down cake in this little like individual container and we got home and he took a bite of it and he looked at me and he said this isn't anywhere near as good as yours and I'm like that's the nicest (laughs) thing you've ever said to me It's really funny. That's so cute. Um, But I really like, I like doing sort of stuff like that. It kind of has to have a reason though. Mm -hmm. Like I, I wouldn't bother with pineapple upside down cake for just me, Mm -hmm. but like doing it for him, like for his birthday or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it feels like it's worth it. Or, you know, if it's somebody's birthday or there's a special occasion, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everybody's getting together for something I want to contribute, like then, Mm -hmm. then I'll do stuff for, for something like that. So that it's a little Mm -hmm. more, um, a little more meaningful, I guess, because mm-hmm. that's sort of part of, you know, what goes along with it is like, you know, kind of getting to share that the yeah. experience of eating it also, mm-hmm. you know, is, is kind of yeah. goes along with that. So like yeah. there's family recipes, like, you know, it's not officially a family gathering unless you have, you know, <laughs> this casserole or this, mm-hmm. you know, the green, these particular green beans or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and I have like stuff like that, that I do, mm. you know, for, <laughs> for when folks get together for stuff. Yeah. That, that's something something I've missed here. I, I usually get, especially on a weekend, I get some kind of, I don't know, craving or something. 
And <laughs> but it's it's not craving for eating something. It's a, for, about baking. And I'll just bake a random cake and then take it to the office on Monday so someone can eat it. Because I don't care about yep. cake. Like I don't want to eat it. I just want to bake it. Yeah, it's really weird. But like the people in my office were no, always very happy. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that too. Like yeah. here. Yeah. Like I would come in on Monday. Like, I'm like I was bored yesterday, so I made cake. <laughs> and they're like, cool. What is it today? Like, what did you make? <laughs> it's like, oh, I made lemon yeah. bars or, or like, I don't know, Texas sheet cake or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, because, because that's part of the fun of it is mm -hmm. getting to make it. And mm -hmm. then like, yeah, it's not like you necessarily want to eat any, mm -hmm. but getting to share it with other people is yeah, the exactly. part of it that you like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the yeah. social part that's of it. That's yeah. It. <laughs> and I think, I think that matters. I think, and I think that's always been a piece of it, mm -hmm. you know, particularly with like, You know, if you talk to anybody who their family got together a lot, there was the stuff that they ate all the time. There was mm -hmm. always, you know, Aunt Nancy always brought whatever that thing was. <laughs> you know, she had that amazing baked bean recipe or, mm -hmm. you know, somebody that did barbecue chicken or, you know, whatever it was like. There's always stuff like that. That's like almost everyone I know that if their family got together regularly, they all have mm -hmm. sort of that that recipe that comes from that yeah i think i think that's that's quite common like what i'm just, I was just thinking yeah. like my family even like there were certain things that we frequently did when family got together mm -hmm. just party favorites i mean i had to bring tiramisu to almost every party i don't know why but <laughs> there was a phase like there was a phase well, like in in high school where well yeah senior, like senior year high school where basically every party i went to they always asked for tiramisu i don't know why <laughs> like It had Maybe a lot it's of alcohol. Because you're the only person it. that had the patience to make it, yeah, and everybody it, thought it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it also had a lot of alcohol in it, so maybe that helped. That's true, it does. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. never hurts. No. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So there is a non-zero amount of rum in my pineapple upside down cake recipe, just for the record. That makes it, uh, <laughs> now it sounds even better. <laughs> I would have okay. to try that at some point. Yes. <laughs> Next time you're here, mm -hmm. I will do make that. it happen. I will make that happen. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, baking, like, I want to I get a little bit deeper in, like, what, 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 what do you like? I mean, we talked about, like, what, what Mr. Kelly likes, like, and what yeah. he does. Well, But what do you like, enjoy? For myself, like, it sort of depends. Um, like, my, my go-tos for myself, like, I will eat, like, I will probably eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. A lot, like a lot of the time, depending on uh, what I can put on it, because um, there's kind of always bread and there's kind of always something to go on it. Whether mm -hmm. it's maybe it's a peanut butter sandwich, maybe it's a turkey sandwich. Um, I have pastrami right now. Like when we're done, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to go eat a pastrami sandwich. Um, just different things like that, and it depends on on like a lot of things. Like if I'm going through a, a phase mm -hmm. of like having to do something in particular. Um, I don't remember. Oh, uh, there's a, a meat market not too far from my house. And they were doing like they make their own pastrami in house. And so I would buy that and try and find other ways that I mm -hmm. could that I could eat it because it was super delicious. But I didn't always just want it on a sandwich. So I would start like chopping it up and having it with um, hash brown potatoes and mm -hmm. just start having like okay. pastrami hash eating that like throwing onion in there and and mm -hmm. go to town so i did that i did that for a while and then i got really bored of it and so i didn't do it anymore um <laughs> it's really funny occasionally, I do that, like i do that too 
Like I go through phases <laughs> where like I, I make something and I make something like I don't know 15, 20 times and then I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, next. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think part of it was like the prep was sort of done. Like mm-hmm. I knew I had hash browns, I knew I had pastrami, I knew I had onions, mm-hmm. and so like if I stand there for fifteen minutes and chop stuff and throw it all in a pan, like it's basically two steps: chop mm-hmm. everything, cook everything. Now you can eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I definitely like stuff like that. Like I said before, I'm not. I'm not a super fussy hung up on, you know, what it is. And I, you know, and of course I should be because I live here. So, you know, but I don't care if it came <laughs> no. from a can, it doesn't need to be free range. It doesn't need to be, uh, you know, I don't need to know the name of the cow to enjoy a hamburger, like that kind of thing. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, sometimes it helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was a nice cow. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was lovely. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm sure it was a lovely cow. Um, but like generally like, for myself, um, like right now is weird because I really don't want to cook anything. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like um, I'm also that person that like mm-hmm. I had potato salad for dinner. You know, like <laughs> there I was some in that. the fridge and so I ate it and I moved, you know, and I wasn't mm-hmm. hungry anymore and I moved on with my day. Yeah. Um, but like in the winter and stuff, I'm definitely a person who will make like the big batch mm-hmm. and then maybe, maybe freeze part of it, mm-hmm. but maybe I just eat, the, we eat the same leftovers a couple, three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of it. Um, tuna casserole is a good one for that. I definitely, I definitely make a lot of tuna casserole <laughs> because <laughs> I like it. Um, and it's, and it's, it's pretty straightforward and it's pretty forgiving. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's casserole. Like every yeah. casserole is pretty forgiving. The whole yeah, point of exactly. it is just sort of like, what do you have? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have peas this time. I have edamame. Well, today we're having tuna casserole with edamame. And mm-hmm. okay. Um, do you have celery? No. Well, that's a mm-hmm. bummer. What else you got? Uh, yeah. I got peas. They're green. Yeah. It counts. Talk them in, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, and I think that's part of where that framework comes from because like I would, because otherwise I would look at that recipe for tuna casserole and be like, I can't make tuna casserole. Mm-hmm. I don't have the veggie, you yeah. know, the veggie piece that you say should be mm-hmm. in here. Well, it just, it just needs something. Mm-hmm. So put something in there and it's fine. Yeah. And sort of learning where the wiggle room was in, mm-hmm. in some of that stuff, I think helps a lot yeah. with like being able to improvise. Yeah. The, the experimental approach to it, like just trying it. I yeah. mean, like making the recipe like once or twice or three times and then saying, okay, like now I know it. And now I can change yeah. it. I can substitute. I can replace. I can, I can just yeah. add things, whatever I want to do. And I think yeah. And a lot of yeah. things come in like basic units mm-hmm. too. So like, you know, one bag of noodles, two cans of soup, two cans of tuna, mm-hmm. off to the races. You mm-hmm. know, whatever. And being able to like, if you can start there, then just sort of go like, and then additionally, whatever else you want to add, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. I think makes a difference. Um. Like I, we have an instant pot. I'll say that, mm-hmm. um, that oh, gets nice. used for a fair amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Kelly makes a lot of food in it. I make, um, like he, he has this, uh, pork loin recipe that's mm-hmm. out of this world. I don't know what it is. He won't tell me. <laughs> okay. Um, but he did that. Like I, uh, he, he like went online and got a bunch of recipes and like, kind of averaged them all and mm-hmm. came up with like his own mm-hmm. but he will not share it with me mm-hmm. um and makes it that way and it's really delicious um so like we those out of there i make a lot of steel cut oatmeal mm-hmm. out of the in, in the instant pot and i like making that great big batch and then um i can dish it out into little containers mm-hmm. and then throw one in the microwave sure. in the morning and i have instant you know yeah. instant steel cut oats and that's amazing that, that, um that's pretty smart because i mean 
it's it's not a lot of work to to make the big batch and then you yeah. don't have to deal with it for a little while like it's done yeah it's it's another one of those uh scale mm-hmm. situations like if i can make enough it, if i'm motivated enough to make breakfast for tomorrow like mm-hmm. i can make breakfast for a week mm-hmm. if i do it you know if i if i get after it yeah. and that i i think that uh i think that makes a difference mm-hmm. and i also like um uh the the lack of decision fatigue mm-hmm. like in the morning like I can open yep. the refrigerator and there's an oatmeal and I take that unit because like I dished it all out, mm-hmm. you know, into little containers ahead of time. So I throw yes. my container in the microwave and push one minute mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then yeah. I stir it and add a little demerara sugar and put it back in the mm-hmm. microwave for another 30 seconds. Now it's done. Yeah. yeah. Especially and when like, you have ADHD. I don't have to think about helps. What am I going to make? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's mm-hmm. it's the ADHD piece that makes me so yeah, happy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, have, I yeah. have the same thing. Like that's why I have for breakfast. I usually have one option. If I have breakfast, I have one option because otherwise, like, I have, I can't decide. Yeah, I need to eat, mm-hmm. and I don't need to think about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I, I have kind of more of those moments, so sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I do have, um, like, that's why there's always like the handful of of noodle packets in the drawer upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, like, I will get sort of vapor locked on deciding on something, and then just be like, nope, I have to it's noodle packets mm-hmm. you know instead of something else <laughs> um yeah i do i mean i do i do try to make stuff but i'm trying to get better about planning mm-hmm. like making a meal plan for the week um i don't think i'm ever going to get to allison sheridan level <laughs> meal planning nope. where it's like monday is fish tuesdays is tacos wednesdays mm-hmm. is hamburgers thursdays like whatever it is mm-hmm. that like she has a whole routine mm-hmm. and like doesn't have to think about it and that's just how it is yeah uh, like that's awesome. And I am in awe of that. And there will never be a point mm-hmm. in my life where I have that level of organization or no. productivity or capability or anything. No. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I love cooking, but if it wasn't for like, I have HelloFresh. If it wasn't yeah. for that, I would have a hard time. Like I would either make the same thing for weeks and weeks and weeks. Because yep. I said, like, <laughs> I like doing yeah. that. Um, and get bored of it or like i don't know i don't know what else i would do i would probably like this is what i've been doing like i would just do the same thing over and over yeah and well and it, it helps that's like, what i liked mm-hmm. about being on hello fresh was mm-hmm. like someone else decided like here are your four choices and so mm-hmm. like the only part i get to decide is a b c or d mm-hmm. which of these is the thing i want tonight and that's it yeah exactly. and so that i think like i think it's the decision fatigue mm-hmm. of it and uh, and like I can improvise in something, but I'm not very good at sort of looking at a refrigerator full of disparate ingredients and going, there's a <laughs> meal here. I'll find it. You know, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm that good at it yet. Yeah. I, I can do that, but uh, no guarantee it's going to be any good. <laughs> I mean, I can cook really well, but like if I, if I improvise, there's some, some go-tos like uh, pasta with something. Yeah, it always works like pasta and then whatever you found in the fridge usually works yep. well but I've done a couple like I've made some soups I mean they looked really awful like they, they, oh, they tasted some... okay but they, t- they looked like someone had pooped in the pot like <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have made some very unfortunate tasting soup like it looked oh, okay. fine but no no <laughs> no the, no and so yeah I, I totally get where you're at with that and I you know it's partly just the the decisioning mm-hmm. of it I think sometimes it's hard yeah. so it is that's part of what I like about stuff like HelloFresh and that's part of why I want to see about a meal plan because mm-hmm. like 
I do have that level of concentration, but not daily. Mm-hmm. I have that level of concentration like once a week, mm-hmm. maybe maybe once every 10, you know, two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we can plan two weeks in advance. Um, and I've sat down and done it before. And the payoff of it was really, really, really good of like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to decide these things. And, you know, we're going to go to the store mm-hmm. and I'm going to buy stuff and do it for a week, you know? And so like, okay, well, Monday I made this and, you know, doing, uh, I don't remember what it's called, like chain meals or something. Mm-hmm. We're like, tonight we have chicken, chicken and rice. And then tomorrow it's chicken and rice soup. And then, you mm-hmm. know, like, and you, know, you just sort of keep going and then the rest yeah. of the rice, the second night goes into some, you know, mm-hmm. the, you turn the soup into stew with a bunch of extra vegetables or whatever mm-hmm. the third night and then turn it, you know, and keep sort of getting extra mileage out of the effort that you put in initially. And now that we've the instant pot and I can cook a lot of stuff, you know, on a larger scale mm-hmm. and do like, because that's kind of the other piece of it is that there's just two of us and, yeah. and, you know, especially now, you know, still like, it's not like people are coming over for dinner all the time. And it's not <laughs> like we're going out for dinner all the time. So yeah, exactly. Um, when it's just the two of us and uh, it's not uncommon for him not to be home before what would normally be dinner time, mm-hmm. then it sort of turns into like, well, I'm basically just cooking for me and I don't feel like mm-hmm. making anything super nice for just me. Cause it's yeah. just me. Like exactly. I'll just eat noodles and I won't complain mm-hmm. to the chef. Like, you know, <laughs> you so. So yeah, so sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's also just sort of hard to find the motivation mm-hmm. to just feed myself something, yeah, something it, really good. And sometimes I do, but sometimes it's just kind of eh, yeah, it, it, it is I'll, hard. Put, I'll take something out of the freezer and put it in the mm-hmm. microwave and move on and be fine with that. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, which is which is totally fine. I mean, if if that like it, <laughs> something I've learned is to ask myself what what do I really feel like right now? Like what do I really crave? Mm-hmm. Because that gives you an idea. Like what. Uh, yeah, and, and sometimes it's fine not to eat anything if you're not hungry. Like, don't have to yeah. have breakfast if you're not hungry, for example. Um, yeah, but that's something you, I I really had to learn. Like, it's not yeah, it wasn't automatic. Yeah, yeah, I do have to sometimes sit down and and figure out like what you know mm-hmm. is there something that I actually want to be eating, or um, you know, yeah, because like another thing that I want that I have learned is that sometimes I think I'm hungry, but I'm just thirsty. Mm-hmm. Like if I go oh, drink right. a glass of water, that may be it, mm. you know, depending. Yeah. So that and I have sometimes I'm not really hungry. I'm just bored. Yes, <laughs> that happens a lot. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. But we don't keep a lot of junk food around and stuff. So like I do find sometimes it's it's easier that way, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, if I don't have a little candy dish or something mm-hmm. to just be like, oh, I'm just gonna have a piece of candy. It's fine. But that doesn't know. help. I mean, I can I can eat like a, a chunk of cheese or like I don't know some cereal, like just like cereal <laughs> yep. with nothing, just like yeah. It there's always yeah. something. I mean, just plain old cereal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but sometimes, well, sometimes it's just that I don't want a whole meal. Like mm-hmm. I just want to eat a little bit of something. Yeah, and so Which have a li- you know have a little bit of that and then be done. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's all it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's helpful too. Yeah, that that works. Um, I have one final question. What is oh, no. what is your favorite dish right now? Oh wow! Like if Just you had it. to, like you didn't have to cook it, but like something, like if you had to, like someone, it, you could snap a finger and it would show up. What would be? What would it be? It. Wow. Um. Hmm. <laughs> 
I'm <laughs> this is riveting podcasting, I'm sure, as I sit here and just go, wow, I don't know what I think about that. Oh, there's so many well, options. <laughs> well, and there are, like, as far as just sort of making something appear. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm definitely a sucker for uh foreign treats, is mm-hmm. always what I call it. Like I was talking about my mom traveling and I finally convinced her like I don't need another t-shirt from a place Mm -hmm. just bring me back like the candy Mm -hmm. bring me back whatever they cut whatever what like when you see little kids where you are like what they're eating what they think is treats like bring me that Mm -hmm. bring me something something to eat from that place Mm -hmm. and so like I finally convinced her like that's what I want I want candy like you know give me give me something that's like like sweet and snacky like from there Mm -hmm. Give me that because that's that's going to definitely be the thing that's that's the most interesting to me. And so not long after I told her that they went on a trip uh, where they went to Turkey. Mm-hmm. So she brought me Turkish delight from mm-hmm. Turkey and it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, and so I finally convinced her and I and I told her like a bunch of times, like, this is so good. I'm so excited about it. I really loved it. It was so delicious. And I really enjoyed like, you know, I've had Turkish delight that I've been able to purchase in the United States and it's just not the same. So thank you. This was a super, super, super great gift. And so then that sort of like encouraged her to mm-hmm. like, okay, like this is totally, this is, this is how this works now. All right. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, so now she brings me like a little bag of candy, like mm-hmm. different candy from different places. And, and so that's always really exciting. I like trying all the different stuff from mm-hmm. that, but probably it's going to be cheating, but I'm going to say Dole Whip because they serve Dole Whip at Disneyland and they serve Dole Whip at Disney World. And I would really like to get to go to one of those places because I haven't been in a really <laughs> long time. We basically used to go to Disneyland once a year because it's not a it's not the the flights a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And 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 so we used to go like once a year and we would go like right after Thanksgiving because everybody that came for Thanksgiving has gone back. To wherever you know has gone back to work until Christmas, and but right before Thanksgiving they sort of do all of the Christmasing. Mm-hmm. So like that first week of December, like it's all Christmas stuff, but nobody's there. I shouldn't tell anybody this because this is like my pro tip. <laughs> because then you get to see all the Christmas stuff and do all the Christmas things, but mm-hmm. you don't have to put up with all the Christmas crap. Yep. So we used to have the best time. We would go, and you know you can like walk on every ride and like the longest wait would be like 15 minutes for something Mm -hmm. super popular and you get to go and you know you can go on the haunted mansion and it's all holiday themed with nightmare before christmas and you can go ride as many times as you want and you can ride you know everything and it'll be great and if you go Mm -hmm. on splash mountain and you get wet it's fine because yeah it's december but it's southern california so it's probably going to dry out (laughs) sooner than later anyway so getting to do all of that stuff and have Mm -hmm. it be all christmasy and everything Mm -hmm. Um, that's always really fun. So I would say, uh, like Dole Whip would be a thing that mm-hmm. I would probably say, um, I would like to make a peer because I have really nice memories attached to it. Cause you can only get it there. I mean, I know there's other places mm-hmm. now, like over time, but like yeah. there used to only be three places in the whole world. You could get it. And they were Disney world and Disneyland and outside the Tiki room in each of those places, mm-hmm. uh, Disney world, Disneyland, and like the Dole plantation in Hawaii. That used mm-hmm. to be like the only three places in the entire planet that, that you could get that. So, so it's sort of, it's sort of cheating. Cause if I make it appear here, it's not quite the same thing, but <laughs> I can put on my playlist of, oh, of music play in the background in the parks. And yeah, like, alternatively, you can like just turn it around. Like it doesn't appear, you appear where it is. So, 
Oh, so that that's good. Yeah, I would I would very much like to enjoy mm-hmm. that with the pre-show outside of the uh, uh, the Tiki Room mm-hmm. in California. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I definitely did not go where I thought it would go. So that's awesome. <laughs> By the way, when you talked about about treats from from the like other countries, um, mm-hmm. I have literally gone through customs with like half of, like half of my suitcase was um, sweets from Germany and wine. Like um, half of it yeah like, <laughs> so and it was yeah, <laughs> i definitely think my mom had probably has like carry-ons or you know a good portion of a checked bag that's just like mm-hmm. you know here's the pile of snacks that i yeah. have to take home <laughs> yeah. and she has also brought me um alcohol from mm-hmm. other countries so like we have a really nice bottle of absinthe from france nice. that uh that that is very good mm-hmm. um and uh, amaretto because Mr. Kelly really likes amaretto and so mm-hmm. when they went to Italy she brought back like a very decent bottle of amaretto and there was some place else they went and she brought a bottle back from there too mm-hmm. because she knows that's what he likes and my mom doesn't drink so she's just sort of going on like the recommendation of people mm-hmm. that are there so yeah. so she's like she, she's just always like I hope it's good because <laughs> I you know, she wouldn't know I have no idea I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not who to recommend this sort of thing mm-hmm. so I just went with what they told me yeah no, that's that's no. how you travel. Like, don't bring back like I don't know, touristy knickknacks or like postcards, yeah. whatever. Bring back food and wine, like or food, food yeah. and drinks in general. I mean, yeah. what you can, and, like there are limits, but well, what yeah. you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, but I de- like getting to try all the different stuff and mm-hmm. and like, reading the labels and seeing what like what looks like you know an appealing label from mm-hmm. another country like it's not always a bright color and mm-hmm. and particularly i think being in the united states it's very interesting because like sweets in other places are not sweet like sweets here no <laughs> because it, and and it's so much better mm-hmm. from other places yeah. part of why i like it like chocolate is amazing if it's not from the us i know mm-hmm. yeah you know, the, chocolate the, is great and yeah. and other kinds of candies are not like hit you in the face sugary mm-hmm. or like sweet like they're full of sugar there's like other flavor going on and it's interesting yeah. and they're fun to eat so yeah. F- funny funny story um like i mentioned like half of my suitcase was sweets it was gummy bears from germany and they you can buy them in the us but they're not the same and like mm-hmm. friends of mine they said like they're just not the same and i'm like okay sure i'll <laughs> i'll bring some so yeah. I basically like the entire office got like each <laughs> like everybody in in like at least our team which was like 10, 10 people or fifteen people, everybody got like two mm-hmm. big bags of gummy bears from Germany. So wow! <laughs> every time like every business trip like it was like every like whatever <laughs> two months or so they got like two big bags of that. Um, so wow! And, and I brought like some variation like different kinds and so on because like they're simply not the same. I I don't know why, yeah. but they're not they're not the same. Well, I think the rest of the world doesn't believe in corn syrup the way we mm-hmm. do here. That's I think probably. that has a lot to do with it. And that mm-hmm. and, and that sort of bums me out because I feel like a lot of people miss out on like you miss out on a lot of other flavor if all you're mm-hmm. worried about is it being sweet enough. Yeah, that's true. And that's sort of a thing that I find a lot is um, I don't necessarily need it to be sweet, you know, like sugary sweet, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. So true. So yeah, treats from other like gummy bears or and other sort of like jelly candy mm-hmm. sorts of things. Like those are always really tasty from other places. <laughs> I like them a lot. So. Now I know what I can bring you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, anything that's anything that, that, that's not from here. Like that's kind of my favorite. <laughs> so anytime, and like uh, 
when uh, when Charles uh, goes and visits his family in Hawaii mm-hmm. and comes back, like he will bring me a little bag of stuff from Hawaii too. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, okay, what do you need? Oh, you know, good stuff. pineapple crush and mm-hmm. you know whatever else. So yeah. they have some really good stuff on Hawaii. Yeah, because they have an interesting mix of like stuff that's Hawaiian mm-hmm. and also uh, stuff from Japan, mm-hmm. and then also like sort of the mix, like the mix of the two, and how some of that has sort of evolved over time. Yeah, yeah not uh, just that. I mean, a lot of lot of Asian influence in general. Like, it's for yeah. sure, a lot of Japanese, but there are also like Chinese and everything else in between. Yeah, Chinese and like, Korean and yeah. and other things. So mm-hmm. yeah, mixed in. Yeah, that makes it really yeah. interesting. Yeah, and then how it's evolved over time, mm-hmm. like as those influences got there and sort of became mm-hmm. their own and yep. things like that. So it's always so like he will now because we have you know because we have the technology. Mm-hmm. Like he will go to a shop and he'll like Facetime me and just like point at the <laughs> point at it like the candy section and be mm-hmm. like, okay, well it looks good. You know, I mm-hmm. can tell you I've had those and I've had those mm-hmm. and those are really tasty. Uh, I know this is a flavor you like, but I haven't tried them, so I can't tell you mm-hmm. if they're any good or not. You know, things yeah, like that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting. I really like mm-hmm. that that uh, that that's a possibility mm-hmm. now that I could shop for treats from somewhere yeah. far away. <laughs> Remote, it's really nice. Yeah. Remote shopping. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I said like every episode is different. Like it's, it, you never know where it's going to go. And with you, I mean, we've, we've had, we've done a lot of podcasts together. I've listened to like most of it, what you've done. I still didn't know where it would go because you never talk about food. So, or very rarely. I, I don't. Think. Yeah. Like, it's not, not a thing you do usually. So no. was, if I talk about anything, it's coffee probably mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah I have mostly. a deep inner need for caffeination, but other Me than too. that, most <laughs> of the time it doesn't come up. <laughs> Okay, that's the next one. We're gonna talk about coffee next time. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yeah, that's that's the entire episode, just there. At least one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And At I have a recommendation one. for who you should invite. To that <laughs> okay, <laughs> we will do that. Um, yeah, thanks for for doing this, and tell the good people where they can find you. Uh, you well, you can find me most often. Uh, five days a week, you can find me hosting the Daily Observations podcast over at MacObserver.com. You can find me on The Incomparable, uh, where I host I Want My MCU TV. And when Westworld comes back, we will bring back Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, which is a show about Westworld. Uh, you can find me uh, talking about other things over there. Um, I am part of the uh, Ted Lasso Season 1 Rewatch podcast. I've done a couple episodes of that, which is called Football is Life. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that. And those are coming out once a week in the run-up to Season 2. So you can listen to those. And uh, you can find me over there on uh, occasionally on other things like game shows and, and different things there. Uh, Mike Rose. And I do the after show at aftershowpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday nights, you can find me over on Mac Voices Live, where uh, I generally give Chuck Joyner a hard time. Um, <laughs> and uh, with some other people, like I'm not the only person over there that's like rabble rousing. Like I'm, no. I have, I have help in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Awesome. I noted all of that down and i mean that's just like that's just a short list of like the most important podcasts you're on like there are so many like the after <laughs> sh- i really enjoy the after show like i mean it's 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 an infrequent podcast which i i think is a good thing mm-hmm. because there are a lot of frequent podcasts that have like a regular schedule and i like i like podcasts that just come in every now and then 
(laughs) that you'd love us because we're in the midst of one of those like let's record this weekend okay and then it never happens Mm -hmm. and then let's record (laughs) no and so yeah we we get those and then Mm -hmm. you know somebody ends up getting to go somewhere we Mm -hmm. have a work trip or you know something goes something goes wrong and then you know nothing can nothing works out so it's just life like i i like that i mean it's good to have the the podcasts that are like every week or every two weeks and you know they're coming but the surprise of oh there's a new episode (laughs) of overtime like awesome let's like let's listen to that yeah and then we get together and we're like yeah it's been a while so now we have a bunch of stuff to talk about and so like that helps sort of sustain us Mm -hmm. through the next stretch of episodes it's Mm -hmm. like yeah, you know, this is fun. We should keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we should, but <laughs> yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, it happens once in a while. But yeah. yeah, and we always have a good time doing it. And I think that's that's the part that mm-hmm. that uh, makes the difference, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not doing, like, it's not sponsored or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we always joke about not yet a sponsor. <laughs> um, but we don't really, like, we're just doing it because we enjoy getting to catch up. And mm-hmm. like, because of who we are, we're like, well, let's just make it a podcast and, you know, yeah. make that, make yeah. that a thing that happens. <laughs> and so yeah. we just do those and it's, and it's always really fun. And, and I really, really like getting to talk to Mike. And mm-hmm. I think that shows when yeah. we do our episodes, when we, I've, when we get together and release them. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking to him as well. Like he was like, you were both on my list for people that I wanted to have on the show. And I spaced you out a little bit, but I, like I, I wanted you there because I was like, I mean, also like East Coast, West Coast, like yeah, get get some different voices in, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. It's I mean, it also makes it harder because I mean, he he's he like he's working and he's East Coast like time zones, you yeah. know, like West Coast. It's like it's just life. Like yep. that's that's totally fine. I have the same problem with some other people that I want to do podcasts with, and they don't know why. Like Terry is in Hawaii, or like. 12 hour time difference. <laughs> like, yeah, good there, luck finding a time. And, uh, and that's family never going to really. Yeah. It does work hard. sometimes, but it requires a lot of planning. And as you said, like this, like, oh, let's do it on Saturday. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. Not this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Thank you so much. And you can find me uh, on Twitter at casual underscore kitchen. I don't know why I mentioned that. I never mentioned that. I'm, I'm on I'm on mostly tech podcasts on the British Tech Network. Um, everything I do, all the social medias and, and links and so on, you can find on thepatrice.com. And you can find this very podcast on foodieflashback.com or at foodieflashback on Twitter. Um, not yet on Instagram. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that. Yeah, it is late here. Like, that's like doesn't <laughs> help. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time with whoever that will be. Not, <laughs> I don't even know yet, so <laughs> surprise. All right. <laughs> Bye.